0: Well, in this episode, you will learn the number one barrier that is preventing your voice from being heard by your ideal audience, and you'll also know how to overcome it so that your message stops people in their tracks so that they'll hear what you have to say. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us toward something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind podcast. Hey, what is going on, Current Christian Family? It is Alec here. And uh I just want to start off by saying, like, my throat feels a little, little rough today. I don't know what's what's happening. I got my water here with me just in case it gets a little, little too coarse. But anyway, so let's get right into this. So oftentimes, you know, we he we we hear a message or we hear a sermon, and it speaks to our soul, and it meets us exactly where we're at in our walk with Christ. And Sometimes we hear these messages when we go to church and we think like, wow, this is like the exact thing that I needed. And it feels like that message was written specifically for us. Like, have, have you ever had that happen? Because it's happened to me a bunch of times. But then there were those times where a message might be good, but like the timing is just terrible. Like when you spent weeks just trying to invite a friend or a family member to church and like the only time that they actually decide to check it out Is during the very rare occasion when the pastor is preaching about tithing and it's like oh talk about awkward timing well churches and advertisers everywhere have been doing their best to study and learn the greatest techniques for crafting well-received messages because they know just how powerful how powerful a properly positioned message can be because you see for churches of course like a message received might result in a new member of the church or just like a new follower of Jesus like who talk about a party in heaven but for advertisers you know a message received might result in a new customer or more purchases of a product or service but the biggest barrier that's preventing and that you know prevents churches or even advertisers from having their voice heard is that they don't know the quote unquote temperature of those who are receiving the message. Now, the number one barrier that's preventing your message from being heard is that you don't know the temperature of your audience. And what does it mean to know the temperature of one's audience? Well, the way that this concept was explained to me is that there's basically three types of people, basically three types of temperatures uh, that people are gonna be exposed to when it comes to your messaging. So different type of temperatures that there are, there's hot, warm and cold and those who are hot you know not good looking i mean like sure they may be good anyway i digress (laughs) The, the people who are the temperature hot are people who fully understand the problem or the challenge that they have in their life you know they've tried to solve it and they're very well aware of the difficulty in trying to alleviate this problem you know they're basically ready and willing to pay or sign up for anything that could solve this issue. So in church, this could be someone who has tried to live out a life on their own terms but has encountered a major tragedy or a life-shifting event that has them kind of like rethinking their view on life. And now they are seeking out Jesus and they really wanna hear what the Bible has to share on the topic of living a much fuller life. So, you know, that right there. Someone comes into church with that, that is someone whose temperature is hot. But then there are those who are warm, you know, they have a problem, but they haven't experienced it, enough pain from it, or they don't know the full extent of the good that can come if they have the right solution. So they have somewhat of an idea for how to solve their problem, but they most likely need to be further educated as to like why this solution that's being offered is better than like what other people are saying that they should do. So. This could be someone who knows that there is a God, but isn't aware of the benefits that come from following Jesus. And they haven't been through enough hardship to see that there is a better path than the one that they're on now. They still have may they maybe even still have some like misconceptions about who Jesus even is. And then lastly, there are those who are cold. These are people they who may not even know, they may not even be aware that they have a problem, let alone that there's a a much better solution for it. So they aren't familiar with the common terminology of people who are using your solution. And not only are they unaware of the solution you offer, but they are most likely content with the out-of-date or ineffective methods that they're currently using. So this is someone who maybe never grew up in church or... Have maybe maybe even been part of another religion. You know, their understanding of like the biblical God is totally inaccurate and they are just unfamiliar with the entire biblical narrative that points to Jesus. So this person, you know, they just live their life day by day, you know, addressing problems and opportunities as they come, and you know, they're kind of just completely unaware that they have this like father in heaven who is seeking a relationship with them. And as you can see, the different temperatures that a person can be at dramatically influences the way in which you might talk with them. So someone who is a hot temperature needs basically no education or persuasion to to hear you out. You know, if you're able to acknowledge their problem and tell them that you have a solution, then they're basically willing to accept what you have to offer. And then someone who is warm might need like a little bit of education in order to see like that your solution is probably like the better way to approach things but they're at least aware that there is an issue and that they only need to learn a little bit about your solution. But then someone who is cold is not only unaware that they have a problem, they're totally unaware of the solution. So not only do they need to be educated about your solution, they need to be educated about the problem as well. So just as it takes time to warm up water, you could imagine that the colder the person is, you know, the longer it will take to have them fully receive your message. Cause you also don't wanna just take something that's cold and just immediately drop it in hot water. I had this happen once in like science class where you take a really hot beaker. Um, It's basically just like a glass bottle. You do little chemicals and stuff in you. So we're doing this stuff or heating up the beaker, pour out the chemicals and it's like, all right, make sure to wash out the beaker. I just take it and I'm just like, yeah, just put it underwater and the water was ice cold and the thing just exploded. The temperature change was too much. And that's like one of those reasons why the people with the the billboard signs doing their stuff on the street, I don't think is, that is terrible marketing. They're doing, they're they're trying to market their message towards people who are clearly like a hot audience, people who understand things like the terminology sin and repent, but they're presenting it to people who are just the just a cold audience. They have no clue what these terms mean. So it's like, anyway, so the colder someone is, the more, like the slower, the longer it's going to take to warm them up. And that's just, you know, just takes time. And you might be thinking that it's like nearly impossible to tailor a message that can appeal to like every single type of temperature. And to that, you know, I got to agree. You can't have, and you shouldn't have a single message that tries to appeal to every temperature type. Because if you do, you'll have a message that's either like too long for those who are hot, it'll be maybe too in-depth for those who are warm, or just way too confusing for those who are cold. But you can, however, craft multiple messages that appeal to each temperature type. So churches and advertisers are aware of this, at least of the successful ones. And in fact, there are churches that will intentionally craft messages to speak to cold audiences during holidays like Easter and Christmas because they're aware that statistically, there's a much higher chance that someone who doesn't go to church will actually attend church on one of those holidays. And advertisers too, they'll craft messages appealing to different temperatures of audiences depending on like where those messages are being placed. So for example, um, very little explanation is needed when crafting an ad for protein powder in a muscle magazine. You do not need to convince um, a bodybuilder to to buy protein powder. He's going to buy it. But if that protein powder was being advertised in a magazine that maybe uh, is mainly targeted towards like single moms, then they might need to provide a little bit more education to help that audience see the benefits of taking protein powder. But if you're crafting a message for a church or you're trying to buy ads in a magazine, you're limited to crafting a, a, like you're limited to crafting just a single message towards a single temperatured audience. So, you want to make sure you do some research to figure, figure out what temperature it is that you're trying to speak to. And a good way to know it's like a kind of like a neat little test that you can do to figure out what the temperature of your audience is would be to just like imagine i want you to imagine this i want you to imagine that you're in a cafeteria or maybe you're in like um like a business building or something or oh, shoot, shoot even in a church and it's just full of people that you're about to put your ad or message in front of and i want you to imagine that you get up on the table and you just begin to shout like hey hey who here would like to have this specific problem solved or achieve this very specific desired outcome with our solution and, and obviously that sounds a little confusing. You just kind of fill in the blank there. But like if I were to do that for the Planting Your Purpose book, um, it'd be like here's an example, I'd be like, hey, who here would like to discover God's calling in their life with Planting Your Purpose? Now you've got to imagine like, all right, how many people are going to raise their hands? And if you could picture that like a lot of people are raising their hands, well, then it's probably a hot audience that you're working with. But I know, for example, for me, people might be a little bit intrigued. By the whole thing of God's calling, but then as soon as I say with planting your purpose, they're like, What is that? I don't I don't know what that is. Is it like meditation through gardening? I'd be like, no. <laughs> so obviously I'd be dealing like majority of the people who I market planting your purpose to, I automatically assume it's a cold to slightly warm audience, depending on which thing actually hooks them. And for the most part, it's God's calling and you know, people wanting to have more purpose in their life discover God's calling in their life. But for the most part, it's a warm or cold audience. But if you can imagine that you get up there and you're like, hey, I'll stick with a protein example. Hey, who would like to get quicker recovery times with protein 2.0? If you can imagine a lot of people being like, yeah, it's like I would, I want the protein. And it's like, okay, cool. You're probably talking with a bunch of bodybuilders. But if it's like, no, I'm i'm just a single mother i don't really need that and it's like okay you're dealing with an ice cold audience there so that's kind of like a really neat little interesting exercise that you can do for that (laughs) but for the most part you know the less that the people know the more that you're basically gonna need to explain things to them and one of the best ways you can explain things is by using stories you know Jesus does this all the time in his ministry when explaining topics that people basically don't understand. You know, for the most part people are like, "Jesus, what do you can you explain that?" <laughs> and then like the most effective method that was used for explanations was storytelling. So, when people tell stories, the message comes across more easily. Even the best jokes are often told as stories. You know, stories capture people's attention and it leads them on a journey of discovering rather than just using complicated terminology or a simple (laughs) bullet-pointed response. You see, when I explain what it means to quote-unquote plant your purpose, I use the imagery of a garden to kind of like get the idea across. You know, I talk about how your life and who God made you to be, it is like a garden. And the seeds that God wants to plant in your garden are basically the values that we find in Jesus. and. Just how certain seeds thrive in certain environments you know there's certain values that god knows will thrive in your life but before god can just be planting these seeds you know the ground needs to be cultivated needs to be prepared and this is the process that planting your purpose would take you through you know this guide helps to prepare the soil so that can so that it can basically receive the seeds that god wants to plant and Also through the book, you'll be able to identify like which seeds God is going to be putting in your life, like which seeds are going to be most fruitful in the things that you do. So you see, like that way of explaining it is better than me just diving into each chapter of the book in depth and me listing out just all the steps that people would need to go through when reading the book. So to wrap up this episode, I want to summarize everything that we learned. And I know I just ended off with stories, but this is going to be a bullet pointed thing. You heard stories throughout and you, I'm sure you've, uh, some of those stories kind of stood out to you, but here's the the quick bullet points of everything I had just talked about. So first thing is that you've got to understand that there are different temperatures and with different temperatures means you got to speak to those people in different ways. The second thing is you got to know the temperature of your audience or your customer. The third thing is you got to craft a message that meets that person where they're at And then the fourth thing is that you gotta use stories to explain the parts that people don't understand. So by doing those four things, you can almost guarantee that your message will be way better received and understood by your ideal customer or your audience if you were to just rather just try to have one message appeal to everyone in in every temperature. So I wanna know what stories will you share to help explain your product, your service, your ministry that you wanna offer. And hey, if this episode helped you out in any way, shape, or form, please, I ask you to show your support by subscribing to this podcast. And if you think that anything in this episode would help a friend or a family member that you know, then I invite you to share this with them as well. Because hey, God is calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. And I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? you wanna overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.